So a little inside baseball. Uh, as I'm sitting here preparing, which is a, I mean, really just kind of looking over some stuff for my podcast, Chewing the Fat, I have an opportunity to uh, watch and listen the recording of Something's Off with Andrew Heaton. And uh, I was today, not different, doing the same thing. And uh, I wanted to bring Andrew in because Andrew, I was watching today. And Thank you. you. You embarrassed yourself and you embarrassed me. Oh. And you couldn't hear when I was screaming at you from this room to your room. I think I actually to did hear some it. screaming at one point. So that that was you. Uh, yes. Um, Is this because I don't wear pants during broadcasts? Because no, I don't care that. about okay. that. Who right. wears pants? Yeah, I don't. stop it. Not why, when, why would not you, when you're do, on do the we lose a war? I mean, look at this. Yeah, I mean. It's a, good, it's a very nice Speedo, Jeff. Thank you. My mom said, listen. It's a very that's patriotic what, Speedo. I haven't what, seen an American flag Speedo in a while. Yeah. It's a smaller version. The uh, So I'm watching you record, and you're going to your um, guest, who is the uh, uh, host of uh, Lost in America. Lost in America, Turner Sparks. And you uh, introduced him by saying, coming to America. I did, okay? yes. And, of course, that is like America's, I mean, that's one of the best movies of all time. I agree. No question. I agree. Well, you agree, and yet you said uh, on the air, uh, this is where you embarrass yourself and me Uh, and the network. Oh, my. uh, And Blaze Media. I mean, everyone Uh, is embarrassed. And in the country. Uh, You you happened to say that uh, Coming to America was with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. Yes. Oh no! Okay, I was so thinking of trading places. That's correct. And uh, oh coming my to America, don't, I'm, don't now. And and it's, you can't. I mean, apologies. Is it too late to stop the podcast? Can I, can, I, can I just cancel the podcast? I mean, no. <laughs> it is. It is oh, way you're, too you're late. Of that. Right. Uh, so, oh, man. Uh, I just want. I just want to make sure that you're aware. And I'm from that, the '80s. Uh, I was born then. I've seen those films. I, what was I? Whatever excuses you have now, it's... I'm going to take some of that ginkgo biloba and uh, some of those other supplements, see if I can't get back on my game. I would definitely up the dosage. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for oh, thank you for pointing yeah. that out to me. I'm going to sound like quite the fool on my podcast. I mean, yeah. we're done now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jeffy. Okay. Welcome to Chewing the Fat with, uh, yeah, me, Jeff Fisher. Thank you for coming along for the ride today. I appreciate it. Don't forget, you have one day left to for your opportunity to win a Scout Elf, and win the uh, win the dog, the new dog. And we've got some movies, and I, I, this uh, this is just to make Chris mad. We've got uh, the Scout Elves to give away. We've got the uh, Saint Bernard to give away. We've got some movies to give. Away. We got music. We got uh, got all kinds. We got we got the plethora of things from the from the Scout Elf company from Elf on a Shelf people to give away. All you need to do is tweet a picture of how you're going to make a good home for the Scout Elf to me at Jeffy MRA at Chris Cruz and hashtag it chewing the fat hashtag Scout Elf. We'll pick the winners tomorrow. You will be you will hear if you won tomorrow on this podcast. Okay, and we will we will alert you on what you need to do if you win. Yeah, we see you, Jacob Smathers. We see you, beautiful family. Barry, we see you, but we're concerned about the picture you tweeted at us. Oh, yeah, the torture. Yes, we yeah. see you. We're looking for a nice home. Yes. Um, uh, torture does not sound like a good home. No. Patriotic Putin, we see you. Um, love, uh, that's uh, Connor, seven-year-old Connor from Ohio. We see you. An epic one, we see you. You say you have a tiny home uh, with an attic that serves as a bedroom and a master bedroom where 
my lovely girlfriend sleeps with her dog in a queen size bed. Wait. Yes. Okay, this, go ahead. Hold on. It gets better. So uh, his girlfriend sleeps with the dog in a queen size bed instead of me and her two wonderful boys who wake me up at 5 a.m. without a fail every morning. Hashtag shoon the fat. Hashtag scout elf. Who, who sent that? This is epic one. Epic. We need to talk. Yes, we do. We, you need to, yes. you and I need to have a conversation. I think we need to have like a, because I, I think. There sounds almost like Epic One needs an intervention. Yes. You know, two married men. Jeffrey's been married for a hundred and something years. I've been married three months. So. Well, I mean, that's total time married. That's not yes. just the one person. No, no, no. That's total time. Okay. Yes, yes. That's total time. You, you what, what? Six wives? This one is, this one is. She's coming close. She I knows. Know. Yes. It's, she knows it's, too. It's that time. It is. Yeah, I just got mine. And I have some issues too, Jeffy. We should, I think we should do a podcast, a Saturday podcast, and kind of air our grievances. And I think we'll be good to go. Because I have some issues with my wife. I think it's- Already? Already. Three months in. Ooh. So I'm, I'm with Epic One right now. So maybe we do like an intervention You're sleeping podcast. in the other room? She's The wife's sleeping with the dog? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Come to think of it though, that's not her fault. Now that I break this whole story down a little bit, as we as we peel another layer of the onion off, as we take the elevator down another level, uh, yeah, but that's not a bad idea. We we'll get uh, we'll get some people uh, get their numbers and we'll talk to them and have a little intervention, a little little cry session and a little bit session. A Saturday a Saturday help podcast, chewing the fat. I like that. I like that. Now listen, as you know. Uh, this isn't, you know, politics and news and everything else, uh, day-to-day news. But there are some threats right now on the, across the country. And if you're, whatever time you're listening to this, uh, just know that it is about 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern right now. And at this time, uh, there are various threats to businesses and other schools, businesses, um, and even and even in, who who the hell threatens zoos? What kind of person threatens a zoo? Stop it! Leave the zoos alone. But there are threats out there, and uh, the police are actively uh, checking into it. But it, as of right now, at this time, they're talking about states: uh, New York, Massachusetts, Tennessee, Oklahoma, Kentucky, Louisiana, Florida, Iowa, Michigan, Utah, California, and Mississippi. And the list does keep growing. I'm not going to read you what the stupid email says. That'll be all over, or the responses. Just know that you know. Just say a prayer that uh, what's being reported is not true. It's not a very funny prank, but let's just hope that it is. All right? All right, let's move on. Let's get to the day. Because I've got a way that I'm going to make a hundred grand, and I'm going to do it. And I tell you, they better pick me. They freaking better pick me. Who? I, I, every day I, I say I'm gonna, I want to I wanna host, host the, the Oscars. Do they get back to me? No. No. They've stooped so low as to accept. They made a story, a story about Whoopi Goldberg saying, "Oh, I'll do it for you," but I, you know, my background is pretty good. Now Whoopi's got, and Whoopi's an EGOT holder, which is, you know, fantastic. Is it? Whatever. Uh, She was. We went over Whoopi already. The preview days. I got it. But I offered way before Whoopi. Do I get a story nationally? No. 
I nominated you. Thank you. And then you were the one that told me I didn't was couldn't get the job. So was the nomination real or you were just not real? <laughs> this way. All right, so now I want I want this company to pick me, Vitamin Water. All right. First of all, let me just say I love Vitamin Water. There's no there's no other drink that I drink. I know a lot of times you see what looks like appears to be a Coke Zero can next to me. It's actually vitamin water in the can. Yeah, because I don't I mean, like vitamin water. People look at you, you know, like, ooh, Jeffy's drinking vitamin water. What kind of freak are you? But they, they expect me to be drinking Coke Zero. Really, though? It's vitamin water. So, I'm sorry? Vitamin water and Coke is the same company. Why am I? You're welcome. You're welcome. I, I should be sporting the vitamin water, though. You're right. And I will. I'll drink vitamin water. I'll put the vitamin water shirt on. I'll wear the vitamin water exercise spandex pants. Well, I won't, maybe I won't go that far. I'll wear the vitamin water shoes, I'll, whatever you want. Okay? But they're saying that they're going to have the 2019 phone-free challenge. All right? Vitamin Water has asked if customers would turn off their phones for a year in exchange for $100,000 cash. Dear Vitamin Water, I'm your man. I'm your man. Now, according to Vitamin Water's website, entering the contest is easy. You just share on Instagram or Twitter what you would do instead of scrolling on your phone with the hashtags Hashtag no phone for a year. Hashtag contest. The entries for the contest are open until January 8th of 2019. After collecting the responses, Vitamin Water will choose a participant. So one person. They're not choosing. They aren't giving away. They aren't giving four or five people an opportunity. One, one person gets a shot. They will choose a participant who will then trade their smartphone for a numbers calling only mobile device. So you're giving them your, you're giving them the smartphone and they're giving they're actually giving you a phone that will dial out. So you know for emergencies or you want to talk to someone on the phone, they're not taking the phone away from you. What they're taking from you is the smartphone. Looking, you know, social media, emails. If the participant makes it for 6 months, they get 10 grand. If they make it for 12 months, they'll be gifted with $100,000. I can do this. I can freaking do this. It would be, now, no, I guess I have to play along like I can't do it. Uh, this would be very difficult. The first couple of weeks would be pretty hard, actually. No question. Because uh, I, I did, this past weekend, we went to uh, we went to Grapevine, you know, to see Santa and do the Christmas thing with my wife's grandkid and, and all my kids and everybody running I'm sorry? Around. Who's grandkid? My wife's grandkid. Not your grandkid. Oh, well, it's your wife's grandkid. Yeah. Okay. My kid, my kid has a kid that's my wife's grandkid. It's pretty basic family I've... tree stuff. Okay. So anyway, I go. I, we go down there, and I left my phone at home. I left. I did leave my my smartphone at home. It was a little shaky. I was a little shaky because I, I had some tweets in drafts that I was going to send. There was some stuff I wanted to take a couple pictures of in Instagram as we were, you know, walking. 
blogging grapevine, you know, hit some social media stuff. I wanted to, you know, I had a couple of things I wanted, a couple of couple of NFL scores I wanted to keep up on and stuff like that that you're used to being able to do that you can't. Ooh, that was a long Sunday afternoon. How many hours were you without it? Oh, wait, you couldn't keep track because you didn't have a phone. Right. Wow. How did you keep time? You can't. Wow. I didn't even know what time it was. And actually, you know what? I didn't I didn't know what time it was. When we left, we were walking back to where we parked. We walked by a restaurant that had, uh, it was a restaurant bar, so they had a couple TVs on, and one of the games that I wanted to keep track of was on, so I stopped. And uh, some guy came out, and, and uh, as he opened the door, you could see a clock inside the restaurant. And I was like, ooh, it's getting late. It's getting late. I can't believe I've lasted two whole hours. Um, and it was more. <laughs> it was longer than that. But it would be a struggle for the first little bit. But after, I think once you get past that, you know that uh, the shakes, and you get through the, that original withdrawal. Is that a drug? Oh yeah, it is. You think so? Oh, it's a drug. Is uh, it worse than a drug, or is it like a drug? I don't know. It probably it'd be close. Hmm. That'd be a good study. It'd be close. Because you're going to go through some withdrawals. No question you are. The vitamin water offered a small guide to participants. Um, if texting is a pleasant experience, you can go on the internet. Uh, you know, but it's not, you, obviously, we all, you know, we have other ac- internet accesses. They're just telling you, give up the smartphone. Yeah. So, um, and you can't be using other people's smartphones. Okay. Now, you can use, like, obviously, I have a tablet, and I have, uh, you know, I wonder if you're able to, like, if my wife shows me pictures all the time, but she uses her phone, I wonder if that counts. So, you can go to their website and uh, and uh, look at the rules, but they also say, uh, for those that are tempted to cheat, and they say those, which is really, I mean, that's just a story. So, if you're tempted to cheat, at the end... There's going to be a lie detector test to make sure you're truly unplugged. That is fascinating. That is fascinating. So do you know how angry I would be if I unplugged for 12 months for $100,000 and then the lie detector test showed me wrong? Uh, Vitamin water and I would have a battle. However, I'm willing to do it. Now, the, the problem is, is that what I would like to do is share the whole giving up the smartphone thing on all the social media accounts. (laughs) So the only way that I could do that is, you know, post it from my phone. And they're not going to allow that to happen. But vitamin water, call me. Having lived in Florida for many years, uh, I know that Gibsonton, Florida, just out since Tampa Bay, greater Tampa Bay, is the home of carnival workers. That's where they used to winter. They would come. So there were plenty of carnies around Tampa Bay during the winter. And then it happened to, you know, was a, a lifelong obsession. And there were plenty of. I remember Lobster Boy doing a TV show and because he was a lobster man. And then he got charged with murder. And there was all kinds of it. It was a big carny. Yeah, yeah. Hey, lobster Boy, tell me you don't even. What kind of anti-carny person are you? 
So this story out of Arkansas is fascinating because they make it believe like it's not true. They try to pretend like something isn't true. And I'm here to tell you it's true. Okay. So three carnival workers have been charged with capital murder. They killed a couple at a Kansas fair. Horrible story. And then they drove to Arkansas in their drove the couple in their own vehicle to Arkansas and buried them in shallow graves in this state park. So, and then, uh, but uh, Kansas Attorney General said 52-year-old Kimberly Younger from uh, McIntosh, Florida, 54-year-old Michael Fowler from Sarasota, and 35-year-old Rusty Frazier from uh, Aransas Pass, Texas. I've not really never been to Aransas Pass, Texas. Aransas? It's got to be Aransas. Aransas Pass, Texas. They're jailed on a million-dollar bond, all right? Now, Alfred and Sonny Carpenter, uh, Alfred Sonny Carpenter and Pauline Carpenter, the witch from Wichita, had been selling crafts and jewelry, purses, handmade stuff at the fair in Barton County, Kansas. Investigators believe the carnival workers used the couple's recreational vehicle. Yeah, they drove the bodies back there. Okay, so police in Arkansas said that younger texted the other suspects posing as a carnival mafia boss named Frank Zechik and ordered him to kill the customers and dis- or the carpenters and dispose of the bodies. Fowler told investigators that he believed this was an initiation into the carnival mafia. Now, the Van Buren police spokesman, Jonathan Ware, uh, when asked in his email, hey, is the carnival mafia, does the carnival mafia even exist? Jonathan Ware replied, definitely made up. Um, Mr. Ware, uh, from the, sp- the spokesperson for the Van Buren Police Department, uh, think again. The Carnival Mafia is something that we all should be aware of. And do not mess. Don't mess with the Carney, the Carney Mafia. I don't even really like to be called Carney Mafia. I mean, if you're going to refer to them, you refer to them as the Carnival Mafia. And I don't even know if the Carnival Mafia is responsible for this or not. But this happens, I want to say more than... It happens... I got to look it up now. We have to we have to look it up and see. This happens more than I think people want to believe. Uh, an armored truck opened up and cash was flying all over the place. It happened in New Jersey. Uh, it start, traffic was all backed up. People were running around trying to get pick up cash. caused caused multiple crashes. The armored truck was spilling cash out along Route Three. How come this never happens to me? Why? Why does it not happen to me? I watch those armored trucks drive by all the time. I'm waiting for that door to open and start cash start flying out of it. Now, there were $100 bills flying everywhere. People were grabbing the money as, like they, like as fast as they could. Uh, very dangerous, too, because you're out there. <laughs> You're on the highway and you're out there trying to stop in the middle of traffic, trying to pick up $100 bills. Uh, 
it's amazing that people would do that. Just you know, I I understand. I understand the feeling. You see hundred dollar bills floating in the air, flying by. You want to get out. Um, they in one of the videos you see a black sedan where this guy is on his hood and the hood smashed in. The airbag is deployed. Uh, it's amazing, but uh, they don't know what caused the armored truck to open or have the money start flying around. They don't know how much money was lost. He believes that uh, Richard said people on on her bus felt bad for the armored truck driver and said it was Christmas for some and the loss of a job for another. Right? No way that driver still has a gig. No way. Texas is actually on fire these days. I mean, we find out that uh, Apple is moving, spending a billion to build a new joint down in Austin. If you have you have you been to Austin lately? Every time I go down there, my son, my oldest son, lives down in that neck of the woods, and I mean, they are. You think it's building here in DFW? I mean, Austin is on fire, man. There are cranes and construction crews. If you need a job. If you need a job in, in in America today and you come to me and say, I can't find a job, you aren't looking. Uh, you can come to Texas and get find a job. I mean, you could work. If you go down to Austin, you walk down the street. Need help? Yeah. And you're working. I mean, I don't see how that, I've got, you know how many jobs I've gotten that way in my life? A lot. A lot. Need help? Yeah. Okay. Come on. And one radio station job I got, I walked up to the radio station. I was going to see about getting a job there. The guy was loading the van. I start, I, I just grabbed a speaker and started helping him load the van and talk to him. I, I started working there the next week, next Saturday afternoon. I mean, you're just, you're not, you're not, you're doing something wrong if you can't find a job in America today. I know that you're talking about oh, the economy. The economy's booming. And you go down to Austin, Texas, you can't find a job. If you can come to the state of Texas and you can't find a job, there's there's a problem. There's more of a problem than just you not being able to find a job. I mean, we talked about Apple, another billion, building in Amazon, or building in Austin. Amazon is coming to Fort Worth more than they already are, choosing the Alliance Airport for their air hub which is going to mean more jobs. It's also going to be more airplanes flying over the Metroplex, which means that they'll be flying over my home. I don't know how crazy I am about that. Bad move, Amazon. Bad move. Bad move. What's that? Well, I can still call my trailer home. It's still home. No, it is not. It's a trailer. It's a home. Home is where the heart is. It doesn't matter whether it's a laundry box. It doesn't matter whether it's a, a television box or a trailer that you worked hard at and you've got it up so it looks like it's not on wheels. And you know, you can, but you can pull that thing away anytime. Whenever they start coming after you, that thing pulls away. Uh, but it's still home. I didn't say. I'm not trying to claim I have a house. That's for people with money. 
Yeah, houses, man. You ever live in a trailer? I actually almost moved into a trailer park once. I I, I never have. I, my I, my uh, uh, my aunt and uncle had a place in Florida, a vacation home in Florida that was a double wide, with a big porch around and everything. That thing was nice. It was freaking nice. There's a lot of room in that bad boy, but it's still a trailer. That's the place that had the carny guy live next door. Speaking of carnies, that's the place. This guy retired. He retired. <laughs> How far off am I from Texas is booming and getting a job? Um, so my, I'm talking about my aunt and uncle's double wide trailer in uh, Lakeland, Florida. And then next door to them was a guy who had a hot dog deep frying, uh, hot dogs, anything deep fried. He had his little wagon at the fairs, and that's what he did for a living. And he had the wagon in his backyard. He's retired. The wheels were off it. But every time we would come, he would open up the windows, and he'd deep fry stuff for us. I mean, you want to talk about living large. Come on, you kids get that. I miss being at the fairs. Come here, talk to me. And you just sit there and eat until you were sick. It was so good. (laughs) You know that... That's kind of a problem, isn't it? That I've, I've, I mean, for a lot of years, I was just a little kid then. And even then, I was just eating till I was sick. Just eating fried, deep fried hot dogs and whatever he wanted to deep fry, I put in front of me. I was eating. Weird. Anyway, where was I? Oh, yeah, Texas. Home. Trailer. I never, and I almost lived in a trailer. But that's where I was at. I almost lived in a, in a trailer park because I, I looked at a trailer and I thought, uh, you know why not? Why not? Because it was, it was in a, it was in a you know a gated community, <laughs> and you know the in the round, and I, I go check out this trailer and it just wasn't right. You know it was all beat up. It was an older model, but it was pretty cheap. And I, I came close to pulling the trigger on. I mean, deciding can't use that nasty. That's a horrible, horrible phrase to use in today's world. Pull the trigger. Um, I came close to deciding to live in that trailer, and then I found a an actual building, <laughs> an actual building to live in. But I, I, I could actually, I could, you could, I could live in a trailer. It's not a mood me. It's not a bad thing. I had another friend of mine had uh, two trailers. He had one trailer, really a brand new one, single wide, brand new one, and then behind it was an old airstream. And then what he did is he put a big screened-in porch between them over the over the over the middle. So he had like this big screened-in porch area with a roof. So it was almost it was like this you know it was a, a complex of trailers and it was it's kind of cool actually. Are we done with my my trailer stories? I mean I've got some more probably I can come up with. <laughs> I was done a long time ago. The one thing that a lot of double wides don't have are fireplaces. And they don't they don't put a lot of fire they don't put a lot of fireplaces in the trailers. And there's a reason for that, I understand. But I love fires. And I my I remember, you know, we had a big old metal Ben Franklin fireplace in our family room and then a built-in brick fireplace in the living room when I was growing up. It was so nice. And uh I remember when they first started coming out with the three-hour burning logs and they were told you couldn't put them in the metal 
fireplaces people had those fake little thin metal fireplaces in their basements and stuff because those three-hour burning logs burned so hot that they couldn't be in the metal so you had to if you were going to use those you had to put them in the in the brick fireplaces which were nice for us because you could put those in the living room and they would just burn and then you'd use the wood in the in the ben franklin in the family room well now there's a way for you to enjoy fires and still have that beautiful, wonderful aroma of KFC. I mean to tell you, if you want your house smelling like KFC, you can get it by ordering the KFC fire scented log. It's got <laughs> this is amazing. I don't know that I want my house smelling like KFC. What? The KFC 11 Herbs and Spices Fire Log. I don't think I want my house smelling like that. I do. It smells delicious. Wee. 11 spices and herbs. And, no, um, no, 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 no. It's no. so cool. It's environmental friendly. What are you, a sale? What is this, a sales pitch for the KFC Fire Log? Yes. Yes, I am. And I'm a little upset because we try to buy one for our fireplace here at the Chewing You did Dinner. not. We try to buy one. I, we did yes. not try to buy one. We, we try to, as a collective here in Chewing the Fat podcast, we try to buy one for the studios, uh, the Chewing the Fat <laughs> fireplace, and um, they're sold out. That kind of pisses me off, actually. Yeah. I when get, you tried to order it, because mm-hmm. it wasn't we, when you tried to order it, he was ordering it for the we, but he ordered it. Uh like, why would they advertise something that they don't, that's out of out of stock? KFC. And you know we, people are going to buy your stupid fire logs. Have some product. And why are you only making a limited amount? Right. Like, just okay. just just go into the end of the year. Come on, you want my money? So uh, th- this is their um, uh, payments and orders fulfilled by Envirolog Incorporated. Uh, quality one five pound fried chicken scented fire log. Limit one mm. per customer. What? Yeah, that's that's. BS. One per customer? No. No, I want 15. It. One per customer. It takes five days to get here. Put it up on Amazon and get it here. I want it to drop to my front door tomorrow. I don't even want one of these stupid things that I wanted at my front door tomorrow. I, I love their, their disclaimers, too. Uh, each fire log can burn up to 2.5 to 3 hours. That's not bad at burn. That's a good burn. Can be stored and there's no shelf life. Store in a safe, dry area away from pets. May result in Craving for fried chicken. Mm. We know the fire log smells great, but please do not attempt to eat it. May attract bears or neighbors who are hungry. Please don't put face directly into fire and attempt to smell fried chicken. You know the That's people so have done that. Stupid. You know people have done number three and number five. The la- oh, people have done that. That's why they have to put that in there. Yes. Because people already try to eat the log as it's burning or put their face so close they're like baby's butt. I don't know if they face. tried to eat it while it was burning. They tried to probably get, get their face really close to smell it. They probably tried to eat it as a, like a That's, snack yes. bar. <laughs> That's my KFC chicken snack bar. It's a fire log. So $18.99 includes Ooh. tax, shipping, and handling. That's not bad. 19 bucks for that? That's not bad, though. Think about it. And, uh, 19 bucks? That's not for bad, For one Jeffy. freaking fire log? Yes. It, it, taxes and shipping and handling are already included. So what? Shipping is, you know... Two bucks handling is usually like five ninety nine. Subtract that is ten dollars. Yeah. So you're looking at a two dollar. Two dollar. 
them in America. What the hell? <laughs> I don't want to have my house smell like KFC, though. Like that. Ooh. You were telling me something about a uh, bagel shop? I lived, at one, at one point, I lived in an apartment above a bagel shop. And, you know, that first little while is good. Delicious. After a, after a while, after you're done with that first little while, you're really tired of smelling bagels. But didn't you get like used to really it? So you did not smell it anymore. Not really. Really? No, not really. It goes because huh. it, it, by the end of the day, it starts to fade. So you're okay at night. You know, it's okay, and you're, it's gone. Although we, at that time, I was living in that apartment. We were burning other things, so we took a little bit of the sm- edge off of the bagel smell. But uh, that's why we were living in a cheap ass apartment above a bagel shop. Okay. But the uh, uh, by the in the morning time, you know, they get there and they start firing up the old bagel machines. Uh, you know, by about four thirty, five o'clock in the morning, they're starting to fire up the old bagel machines, and you've got that you know the full bagel smell is on by that time. That's why you needed to you know be passed out by the time they get there in the morning. <laughs> it was in the it was in a kind of a restaurant district because behind us. Behind our apartment was this kind of fancy restaurant that used to be a bank, and they called it the bank. And uh, we were, you know, we were on the second floor, and so the cooks and the cleaners and the busboys and stuff would all come out of the alley to smoke and hang out and, and sit there on their breaks and stuff. We used to trade them um, substance for crab legs, and uh, we ate like kings. We ate like kings. It was so good. Ah, well, enough on Memory Road. I see the headlines today, uh, you know, making the rounds on the socials, uh, at Jeffy MRA, uh, Jeff Fisher Radio on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, I want to thank you for uh, listening to Chewing the Fat, by the way. If you you, uh, subscribe, please rate and review it. I'm not telling you what to do, but just be, you know, rate it 20 stars, review it best podcast ever, and then, you know, you're done. You don't have to think about it after that. But I do like the idea that if you are going to tweet at us, uh, make sure you use the hashtag chewing the fat. Uh, that'd be great. So we can, uh, you know, we can communicate with you back on that. And if you have any information that you'd like to keep private, you can always email me chewing the fat at the so this story started to make the red rounds. Everybody is, uh, what? That was so creepy, dude. What do you mean? Don't do that. What? That was creepy. You can contact me at chewingthefart.com. That's creepy. Don't do that. If you have a, if, I just wanted people to know that if they had something that was private. See, right there, right there, right there. That's creepy. Don't. don't. I just want to let them know. Okay, do it again. I want to let them know that if they had something that was private, private see right there right there you, you make they can email private. me chewing the fat see, at the blaze.com go back to normal what are you talking about normal? it was creepy when you say private i just i wanted people to know that they uh-huh. can email me uh-huh. at chewing the fat at the blaze.com if okay. there was anything they needed to share okay. that was private see right there right there you did it right there no i was just talking to the people oh, it must be my headphones then it must because it makes my headphones i think makes you sound creepy when wow. you say private might be just your headphones or yeah. it might be just me <laughs> Could be just me. I mean, all, I'm just telling people. That's all. Okay. I don't know what you're. Why you're so hung up on creepy? I was just telling people if they had something private, 
that they wanted to send me, they could. All right, get it. Move on. <laughs> Dude. I can't stop now. Move on. I can't. <laughs> I know. Move on. We're like at 38 minutes in this podcast alone. Move on. I can't. Please. I can't. I, well, I started to move on. Then you, I was in the middle of it. Oh, so that's my fault. Yes. Because I was fault. in the middle of doing a story, promoting the podcast, promoting social media, promoting a way to contact the show, and then back into the story again. Same thing, all in one. And then you got to butt in with your, that was creepy. Don't do that. It's not a creepy. That gets me sidetracked. See, I don't like when you do my voice. I don't, I don't sound like that. I don't you do it by like headphones. It must be go. my headphones. That's how I sound. Yeah, there you go. I can't, A, first of all, okay, first of all, I'm not doing you, because I don't do silly foreign accents. So anyway, today making the social media, actually, sadly, I do, and it's, that's why I don't do them. A Chinese factory worker has survived being skewered with metal spikes when a robot malfunctioned. Now, there's a couple things I have in question about this story, but I really probably should just, um, this is a fascinating story to me, and I really should actually just read the story before I start talking about it. Because some of the, I know it comes as a surprise to you, but some stories I read the headline, and then I get into the story here on the podcast. But this story, I actually feel like I should read before we talk about it. So the podcast is pausing now. While Jeff reads the story. We've paused the podcast while Jeff momentarily reads a story. Your listenership is very important to us. Please hold. This is where most places take a message. Say they're going to call you back. I'm not doing that. Have you, have you noticed that places are doing that now? They let you on hold for so long. They leave you hanging for so long. You're just about ready to hang up. That's why you can't hang up anymore. They figured us out. So just at the break point of you hanging up, you've had enough of their, please hold here. It's really important to us. We really want your business. Beep, beep, beep. Back to crappy music. And you're ready to hang up. And then all, all employees are busy right now. Leave a message and we'll return your call. Then they never return your call. I left a message. How come you don't have an appointment with us? I left a message for you to call me back. Oh, we never got it. Oh, really? That's a surprise. Because you cut me off. You didn't leave me on hold. So this worker... It does not look good at all. I mean, the picture of this guy with the spikes in him, it does not. He's lucky to be alive. He truly is lucky to be alive. But the headline is, Factory Robot Impales Worker with 10-Foot-Long Steel Spikes with After Horror Malfunction. Now, what do you get from that? I get that the spikes were 10 feet long. Now, that's a big-ass robot. But actually, it's 10 foot long steel spikes so there's a picture of who i assume is this guy because there's six spikes sticking out of him but i only see six i don't see four other holes 
uh, really, and there's all, and I know I'm not even using the other whole jokes that I could, but there's no spike holes. And the, then there's another picture of the 10 skewers that were removed. So I guess my boy did have 10 in. They, that does not look good, man. I mean to tell you. He was first taken to the hospital before he was uh, transferred to uh, another hospital. They took him to one hospital and they went, ooh, not here. <laughs> no. <laughs> go to the general. Go to the general one. You need to go this to the big the one up the road. Yeah, this is, a, this is Midland. Go to the general. No, we, do, yeah. we do flus. <laughs> yes. Flu, you Here's cough? a mask. Here's a mask. You got a cough. That's, That's what we, we do we here. Do. We're not doing spikes, okay? You got to go. So they sent him to the big hospital. And uh, six steel rods fixed on a steel plate pierced his right shoulder and chest, and four penetrated elsewhere in his body. So the six we're seeing, but they were all coming from the other direction. Did he? He must have hit the six and then turned around. Oh yeah, I bet that's what happened. The six we're seeing now are on his his left middle back and his left arm. All right. So he must have those six. Whoop! I don't know if they happened one at a time. Like, or three or four, because it looks like six, and then he probably turned around and got the other four. He's lucky to be alive. It looks like when Indiana Jones tries to go to like those caves and there's those, those booby traps and the spikes come up. Yeah, that's how it looks like. That's why I thought they were 10, yeah. f- 10 feet long spears. So I don't think it was AI, I think it was who's trying to find the cup of what is it that uh, Indiana Jones trying to find the, the cup of uh. Longevity. Yeah, that's what it is. It's the cup of longevity. That's what he's looking for. Yeah. It's the tea of life is what Indiana Jones is looking for. <laughs> Jesus. I, I can't. I can't. So they couldn't do x-rays or anything because of the metal rods, right? They stick them in. It's like putting them in a microwave. <laughs> Dead. Uh, <laughs> his condition is described as stable and he will undergo treatment. No kidding. And he was already able to move his right arm. His right arm didn't even get freaking. Oh, it's his right arm. Did I say left arm? Yeah, I'm in his right arm. It's down his right side and left side. I'm looking at the picture backwards. Duh. He was inspecting machinery in an area where components were assembled when the robot uh, caught him by surprise and then just started firing these things. Amazing. Last year, a construction worker miraculously survived after he was electrocuted, thrown from his workstation, and then impaled through the anus by a four-foot. This place is a dangerous place to work. So the 22-year-old man was part of a team that was setting up the stationary robot at a Volkswagen plant when it grabbed and crushed him against a metal plate. Ooh. That is not good. Uh, and I know the jokes are all that robots are taking, they're, they're pressing us, they're taking over, they're going to kill us. They may actually, with the two stories that we did, this guy and the other guy, the other person that was electrocuted, and the other person that had the, had the rod up, up the anus, uh, the robots just may be seeing how much they can, how many times they can hurt us without killing us, putting us to the test. And I know now is the time that everyone sees Santa Claus. And I told you that I was out seeing Santa Claus with my wife's grandchild this past weekend. And uh, you see Santa, and you have fun, and you meet the kids. And it's usually at a mall, and you either make an appointment or not. 
If you don't have an appointment, you stand in line, wait around until they're ready to see you. And um, as uh, children lined up to meet the Santa at a mall in uh, St. Ives in the United Kingdom, this is not this does not happen in America. We only fight Santa's only fight in the streets in America. We don't do bad things around kids. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, the fire alarm went off, and the kids were in line. And uh, Santa got all upset and began shouting and swearing at shoppers while tearing off his hat and beard. <laughs> the fire alarm's going off. Santa's ripping off his fake beard, his fake hair. Get the F out! <laughs> oh, the smoke machine and a family that they had, the fire alarm was going off. A smoke machine set off was what set it off. And it began freaking everybody out. And the Santa, instead of saying, hey, kids, follow me. Let's time to get out of here. Follow Santa to be safe. Get the F out. Taking off his beard. Oh, man. I bet you parents were so mad. The guy dressed as Santa at the corn exchange is an absolute disgrace. Came charging in, ripped his hat and beard off in front of 50 kids and started shouting and swearing. <laughs> One mother who wished to remain anonymous told the the Cambridgeshire Live website, Santa used the most vile language, ripping off his hat and beard with steam literally coming from his ears. I'm not sure why he was so cross. Noting that one of her friend's children became very upset when Santa told him to get the F out. <laughs> it'll, be okay. it'll be okay, baby. Don't worry about it. The mother she quickly told the children that the angry man wasn't the real Santa. Thank you. Fake Santa. Hate fake Santas. Real Santa would have helped those kids out. You know, I don't know if you've ever... <laughs> See, this is what happens to me. But we were at a we went to see Santa Claus. I'm trying to remember if it was in Florida or Pennsylvania. Yeah, one of the states I was living in. We you know I take the, the kids were real the kids were real little, so it must have been Florida. We go to see Santa, and it's part of a radio station thing, so we're there for the arrival of Santa Claus. And Santa Claus is coming. Nah, it's the first day, it's the first night. The Santa Claus comes on his sleigh, and you know we, he takes pictures with the kids and everything. But it's a it's a big radio station VIP event, and you know the mall is part of it, and it's all let's go, and we're going to go see Santa Claus. And he's a really cool, Santa Claus. And Mrs. Claus was there, who was actually really his wife, the real Mrs. Claus. And uh, we're in line, and you know we're halfway through the evening, and kids are taking pictures and everything. And it was a cool event. And this other guy comes up, who is a fake Santa, only not in a Santa suit. He's got his you know jeans and a shirt on, but he comes up and he's got his long white hair, and you know his beard, and it's he is another Santa. And I thought Mrs. Claus was going to have a freaking heart attack. She about pulled him by his beard and drug him through the side store, drug him out back. And she came back a few minutes later and she was like, that could not be. He was there to see the other Santa. His, you know, they were obviously they're in the Santa mafia. So they all know each other. They all have their own little Santa mafia. So they're all, they know, all know each other. But, uh, 
she was such a believer in saying that you know that confuses the kids. When I don't know what he was thinking, I don't know why he would do that. And uh, she was it was fascinating to watch because Santa was you know he's taking pictures and he's doing his thing, and uh, he kind of looked up and he had a look on his face like what what the hell are you doing here? And I'd like to take you outside right now and have one of my reindeer stomp on your head. Instead, Mrs. Claus grabbed him by the beard and drug him off. But there's a now there's a fine example though of even fake Santas can have real beards and real hair, unlike the guy from the United Kingdom who fake beard, fake hair, fake suit, telling kids to get the F out. A little smoke and fire alarm happens. He loses his control. That's the mall trying to put one over on you with a fake Santa. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Isn't Santa supposed to say ho, ho, ho? Get the F out! 